Welcome to Milkman Sports, delivered fresh daily with your hosts, Casey Avila and Derek DeRuder. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Milkman Sports. My name is Red, and as always, I'm joined by Casey. Casey, how are you doing tonight? Doing good, brother. Guys, nice get back on to the podcast, talk some talk some football. We've got some interesting stuff going on right now. We've got the Thursday night game with Baker Mayfield out, which we'll get to in a second. We'll have to talk some Tua rumors once we get to the Dolphins, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, it should be a, a good week of football. Bye weeks are hitting, but things are chugging along, so... I yep, six teams on by this week. We don't have a lot of games to talk about, so guess we could ramble a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Like we like we never ramble ever. <laughs> ever. Ever, 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 ever. Especially about teams that don't even matter. What was it? We were talking about the Jets for like five minutes one time. I was like, oh my god, okay, we gotta stop. So <laughs> <laughs> sometimes the bad teams give us more to talk about than the good teams. Yep. Well, with that being said, this game, this game's so much better. Denver and Cleveland, no Baker Mayfield. I don't know if Odell is going to play. We know we know the two running backs are gone, uh, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Chubb's, so, Chubb's still out too, yeah. Yeah, so I, I, Dernis Johnson, he's going to get a majority of the carries. I hear a lot of Derek Felton. Uh, that is his first name, right? Dem- I think it's I think Dimitri, it's Demer. Dimitri. Hey, yeah. My name my name's Derek. If I'm gonna throw it in there, I'm gonna throw it in there, all right? His so. name is Derek <laughs> Derek Felton. <Yeah. laughs> yep. It's what I used to do in Madden. Just find the guy that looked like me and I edited his edited his name to Derek DeRuder and made him a ninety nine overall. So, right. Yep. Anyways, uh, no, Demetric Felton, um, I, I get a lot of uh, questions about him, you know, how is he going to be used in the backfield, and he just lines up as a wide receiver. Um, I know Jarvis Landry's designated to come back this week. I don't know if he's going to play or not. Um, I think he was moving around at practice on Tuesday. Any updates for today? So, I mean, if though if OBJ and Jarvis don't go, you can fire up Donovan Peoples-Jones, but for the most part, from the Brown side, I'm expecting a lot of that helps nobody touchdowns from the tight ends. Yeah, they have a tough matchup this week against Denver. They're one of the better defenses in the league. And so when you're down, mm-hmm. both of you know, your top two running backs, which they're those, you know, Chubb and Hunt are just two of their top guys, or two of the better guys in the league. So you're missing both of them. I do expect Landry to play this week. Um, yeah, and then you got Odell Beckham, who's questionable going into uh, tomorrow's game i think he was um i think he was practicing or no actually he has not practiced excuse me so because it's a short week i'm gonna guess and say he doesn't play i think it's become well known too that he's not exactly a happy camper there in cleveland so he's probably looking for a reason to sit out um i think the, the big thing obviously is baker mayfield being out they probably would have struggled with him in the game anyway just because of the defense they're playing and mm-hmm. although, although I do like Keenum, I think he's one of the better backups in the league. I uh, I don't know if on a short week against a good defense that this would be the week to you know trot him out there. If you're desperate in super flex leagues, sure, it's a healthy offense in general, but they're missing most of their playmakers. I don't even know if I'd want to play Peoples-Jones. I guess maybe Landry would be the only one that I'd play if he's healthy. Um because I expect them to lean on their playmakers, which they're, you know, they're missing most of them. So I, maybe Landry gets some of that. But all things considered, most most of your Browns you're keeping on your bench this week. I suppose if you scooped up Dearness Johnson um, off yeah. waivers or something, you might have picked him up already because Chubb's been out and you know he's, he, you know, might have been scooped up already. But he might be a volume based option. But but even that we don't know. You know, yeah, he, he was picked up touchdown. late late last week like right before i think it was like a lot of saturday friday pickups mm-hmm. so yeah he was picked up in a lot of my leagues so but he's he's gonna be the guy they lean on this week so. yeah i think so and then on on denver side i would say Oof. that you can fire up your running backs like you normally would they you know, gordon and javante williams are still splitting touches pretty much down the middle um until someone runs away with that job then i'd say just keep playing them both as High-end flex options that can also end up maybe a little bit better than that, but it seems like they don't really fall much lower than that. So you know no. they're, they're like low RB twos, high high-end flexes. So you play them accordingly. Uh, Cortland Sutton's been tearing it up. You know he had a 
he had a nice game the other day. Eight catches, 94 yards, and a touchdown. Back-to-back games with touchdowns now. He's quietly – he's had a couple of clunkers, but he's had at least three big games this year. So, I want to say he's in the top four or five in um, overall receiving yards in the NFL. So, keep firing him up. Maybe the touchdowns will come. Probably more wide receiver <clears throat> two, like a mid-receiver, low-receiver two. Um, mm-hmm. But if he catches a touchdown, maybe gets you a bump. Um Tim Patrick has still been kind of steady every time he plays a lot of snaps, which he's still playing plenty of snaps. Got a touchdown last week too. He's probably more of just like a mid-range flex kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And then you can you can go ahead and play Noah Fant. He uh, he's coming off of a big game too. He's got three touchdowns on the year. So, any any thoughts on Denver side? Uh, I just want to circle back to the running back. You had mentioned that um, both of those guys are you know, kind of low or low running back twos, you know, no one's really making headway. Like everyone's expecting Javonta Williams to make the second half push. Well, just kind of a fun fact. And you kind of just keep this in your back pocket, but uh, pro football focus come out with uh, just overall rushing grades and the number five and number six overall running backs that got the rushing grades five and six was Javonta Williams and Melvin Gordon were back to back. So I think this is going to be a 50-50 time split. I mean, not taking anything away from Gordon. He's just the older running back, and everyone wants him to fade away. You know, everyone wants Thanos to snap his fingers and half the backfield dis- disappear from Denver. And everyone wants it to be <laughs> Melvin Gordon. Everyone wants it to be Melvin Gordon. I get it. Like, I'm one of those guys, too. I'm a Javonta Williams truther. I mean, I said it to you, Casey, during the draft. I thought Javonta Williams was a better prospect than Najee Harris. So, <clears throat> I mean, you did we'll say that. Happens. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, it is, it's no disrespect toward Najee, but, I mean, there's no disrespect toward Gordon either. I mean, they're feeding this guy respectfully so. He's earned it. I mean, he's running good. So, I think I think what you said is accurate. These guys are running back twos, and neither of them are going anywhere anytime soon. Cortland Sutton is a sell for me. Jerry Judy's designated to come back. Um, if it wasn't a short week, and if they were playing on Sunday, I think he'd be playing on Sunday. So, um, I think he's more of a Tim Patrick problem. If you really look at it, maybe he takes some from Noah Fant, but I don't know, just adding another pass catcher with questionable quarterback play. I mean, I've heard rumors of maybe, uh, Bridgewater getting benched for lock. Maybe that's just cause he come off a three interception game, but, um, I don't know. It's hard to trust some of these Denver pass catchers and I own Tim Patrick in a lot of leagues. I own Sutton in a lot of leagues and, it's frustrating, and uh, to me, when it boils down, I just want the guy that's going to be playing inside the slot, and that's going to be Jerry Judy when he comes back. Yeah, um, he is getting closer to coming back, so keep your eye on Jerry Judy. I guess you know Tim Patrick will probably be the guy that suffers once uh, Judy's back, so keep playing Patrick while you can. Um, I guess wrap up on this game. Are you playing Bridgewater as a QB2? I have to in your dynasty league because I have no other options. I guess if you if you had other options, like where do you where do you rank Bridgewater? Is he? I feel uh, like he's, he's kind of in that mid mid QB two, low QB two range. Yep, if they can run the ball and they can play efficient football, and maybe he throws touchdowns opposed to Melvin Gordon or Javonta Williams touchdown. You know, he might sneak himself in the top thirteen, top twelve conversation, but. For the most part, Teddy Bridgewater is like a comfortable top eighteen quarterback every week. I don't, I don't know if that's comfortable, but I think he's just in that conversation. So. I think in in my league and my dynasty league now, he has missed a game too with that, uh, or missed part of a game for that concussion. He is actually ranked like the eighteenth quarterback. So, oh my god, that's kinda, off the top of my head too. That's so yeah, funny. yeah, that's funny. So, um, I think I you know why we should a have little... a podcast about football. Yeah, you know, you, you know. You, Thinking like that off the top of your head, it makes me seem like you should definitely do that. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, we can go ahead and get to our next game. The Cincinnati Bengals, 4-2 and two against the 5-1 and one Baltimore Ravens. Ravens are looking hot right now. Red, what do you think? Ooh, they are hot right now. And um, the running back situation, Le'Veon Bell getting a touchdown last week. Like, that has been the running theme is, like, I've heard so many nicknames for this backfield. Um, I, the best one I heard was the throw backfield because Latavius <laughs> Murray, Le'Veon Bell, and Devonta Freeman all got touchdowns last week. The throw so, backfield. I like that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's one of the funniest ones I heard this week. So, uh, 
But out of all of them, Devonta Freeman looks the best. I mean, last week I said Latavius Murray looked the best, but he got hurt. So, um, yeah, take a stab with Devonta Freeman. And then someone said that Le'Veon Bell looks like he's riding a lawnmower when he runs the ball. So <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad, but I just know lawnmowers don't go very fast. So uh, if you want to take a jab with Le'Veon Bell while you cut your grass, that's your key to losing in fantasy football. That's fine as long as you're comfortable with it. But to me, Devonta Freeman looks the best. But let's talk actually going to help your fantasy lineups uh lamar jackson he's an auto start every single week he's an auto start and i'm surprised on how much he's throwing like i've actually doubted that they were going to continue to throw this much and maybe last week you know they ran the ball a little bit more efficient they had an easier matchup but um going forward mark andrews is the number one receiver there uh i like hollywood brown but he dropped another touchdown last week uh, some people tried to justify it and say it went off his fingertips, but to me, if your fingertips are touching the ball, you should catch it, right? So, I mean, I don't know, but this just gives me more reason to believe that Rashad Bateman's going to come in and dominate targets over Hollywood Brown. Um, I don't know exactly. He was on a snap count last week, so he only played on 65% of the snaps, but, I mean, he was targeted. Uh, he was the highest targeted guy on the team last week, I believe, too. So... Yeah, he out-targeted uh, Hollywood Brown last week. So uh, I'm not calling for Bateman to be this league savior, but I told you a couple weeks ago, keep an eye on him. Now's the time to go get him. Go get him before the blow-up happens. Baltimore's throwing enough for me to believe that he can support two pass catchers. Whether the pass catchers is a week of Hollywood Brown and Rashad Bateman, or if it's Mark Andrews and Hollywood Brown, you name the trio, I think there's going to be two guys that are going to be going off every week for Baltimore for as a pass catcher for us to start every week. Yeah, it uh, it was nice to see Bateman on you know in his first game of the year because he's coming off of that injury. He played sixty five percent of snaps and then gets six targets. Didn't do a whole lot with him, but it's also his first game. He's a rookie coming off the injury, so um, do think he's a nice pickup. Um, you got to keep playing Hollywood Brown. Yeah, even though Marquise Brown is. He's got a case of the dropsies, I guess. Uh, he still scores more often than not. He's still putting up volume. So maybe he's not like the locked-in wide receiver one that we want to see. But um, I, I would say he's at least like a high-end wide receiver two. And if he stops dropping the damn ball, then maybe he can be a more sol uh, solid wide receiver one. I do agree with you on the running backs, though. They're all going to kind of cancel each other out. We have Latavius Murray that's banged up now, but between he and Bell, Freeman, they'll get Tyson Williams involved again. Um, you probably don't want to play any of them. Just lean on Lamar Jackson as the only Ravens runner that you want. Um, yep. And then, yeah, Brown and Andrews, obviously. And then keep Bateman on your watch list or scoop him up off of waivers. Watkins, he's injured, hasn't done a whole lot this year. So when he inevitably comes back, he may, he may not have a starting job if Bateman starts out playing him. Um the Bengals are also a team. We said that the Ravens are hot. The Bengals are four and two. I think they're impressing some people this year. I think I even mentioned how I expected them to be one of the worst teams in the league. So we'll see if they can keep this up or not. Joe Burrow certainly keeping the ship afloat out there in Cincinnati. Um, I think he's a, you know, hovers right around that QB one, two range. He's probably more high end QB two at this point, but still got room to grow. Um, I'm, I'm playing chase over any of the other receivers, no matter what at this point. Yep. Um, he's been playing like a wide receiver one, honestly. So, um, even when he doesn't get the touchdown and gets yards, he's in there for pretty much every play. So I would say maybe play him more as a wide receiver too, but you could probably expect bigger numbers out of him. between Higgins and Boyd. They're starting to fizzle a little bit for me. And I think it's just because of how much they're relying on chase. I, I thought maybe they'd be spreading the wealth a little bit more, but it, it seems that he's the clear top dog there so between higgins probably wide receiver three for me um he's not really had a a good game all year like maybe go back to the first two weeks he caught touchdowns in back-to-back -back weeks he's a little banged up after that but he's not done a lot so have to play him as a wide receiver three and boyd is probably more like a wide receiver four um i think i like their talent in real life a little more than i like their situation in fantasy um yeah. do you like do you like uh, – I know we've talked about C.J. Uzuma a couple of times. Is he the same spot as he's been? He did catch that touchdown last week. Yeah, he caught that touchdown, and he slapped the phone out of the fan's hand. And then uh, 
Joe Mixon picked it up and recorded himself waving at the camera, and then gave it back to the fan. But uh, uh, nope, still not in on, on Uzuma, Uzoma, however you say his last name. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals come into this game and they run the least amount of plays in the offense, least amount of offensive plays in the NFL. I mean, if so if they were to uptick this more, Joe Mixon would be a weekly top five starter. Joe Burrow would be a top five starter every week. Jamar Chase would be having a better rookie season than what, than what he has already. I expect T. Higgins would be better. So um, the fact that just the Bengals just run this slow-paced offense right now, it's hard to like a fourth receiver outside of Chase Higgins and Boyd. And I, I well, I guess you can toss Mixon in there too, and Chris Evans, who had a long touchdown last week. So, I mean, yeah, you have all these pass catchers, but when you're running the least amount of offensive plays in the NFL, you can only feed so many mouths. So. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, real quick, going back to the running backs, you know, Joe Mixon, I think he is a locked in RB1 weekly. Do you have any interest in. Uh... And, and Chris Evans, he kind of came in and been catching a couple passes lately. I think he's actually a little bit banged up right now. But is he is he on your radar at all? He's the handcuff to Joe Mixon. So if you're into the handcuff kind of deal, like, oh, I own Joe Mixon, I have to have Chris Evans or Samaje P. Ryan, whatever you believe the backup is. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's definitely rosterable. I'm the guy that likes the pass catching back. You know, I, you'll never catch me with just the boring old guy that's going to touch the ball 15 times and not offer anything in the passing game as a backup. You know, I P. Ryan, he's just an auto scratch for me. I don't want nothing to do with him. But Evans, man, he sparked last week, too. He had that 24-yard receiving touchdown down the sideline. Looked good. So, uh, yeah, I like Captain America. Uh, I always forget that. Yeah, that's Captain America's name, Chris Evans. Yeah, I think I think he's like a. I don't know if I'd call him a handcuff, but he's someone that has value if Mixon is out. So, if that's your thing, you know, he's he seems yeah. to play a lot on passing downs. Yep. Mixon um, tends to get hurt quite a bit too. So I mean, yeah, to it, go for it. Right. Um, next game we have is a two and four Washington football team at the five and one Green Bay Packers. Green Bay got slaughtered that week one to open the year against the saints, but they have won five straight since then. Um, what do you think right there? They're going to make it six. Yeah, they're going to make it. six. Washington's defense is underperformed this year. I thought they were going to be a, amongst the, one of the best defenses in the NFL and they are far from that, my friend. So uh, green Bay fire up all your starters, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devonte Adams, uh, AJ Dillon. He had what? 14, week something like that um nice. i know it's not exciting but there's some leagues where you got to start him as a running back too with all the injuries bye weeks you name it and i see it you know i see it in some deeper dynasty leagues i see it in some deeper redraft leagues so uh he's been a threat to aaron jones he's been getting more and more touches every week i've laughed at the fact of aj Dillon being the nfl running back i was not in on him as a prospect i mean the only thing i thought he had was a good spin move other than that, I would have told you he drags his feet when he runs. Mm. But you know what? He's proven me wrong, man. So um, I'll eat it. He's a flex this week. I mean, if you don't have the running back depth, you can start him as a running back too because, I mean, this game could get out of hand pretty quick. I mean, Rodgers is hot. I mean, he's not even having to do a lot through the air. He's just efficient with his touchdowns. And he's quarterback 13. So, yeah, fire up all your pass catchers. And just as a quick note, no one's really solidified themselves as the wide receiver two behind, behind Devontae Adams. MVS is supposed to come back this week. So if you want to try and take a jab and find the wide receiver two for Green Bay, MVS is always good for a deep touchdown. Yeah, um, I would say that, uh, well, MVS is still a little banged up right now. Is he, is he He's supposed to come back this week, I believe. He, okay, Either I this remember, week or next week. I couldn't remember if uh, if he's, he's back or not. But if he's out there, then I think I would maybe – I mean, MVS has not exactly the, been the most consistent. No. You know, he's not really even had a good game yet this year. But he does play with um, he does play with Aaron Rodgers. So if he plays, and if you're desperate with the, as many bye weeks as there are going on right there, now, maybe. Let me talk to you about desperation. I have to start T.Y. Hilton and Michael Pittman in the same league. And T.Y. Hilton might not even play. So if I had the option to start MVS instead of T.Y. Hilton, I'd probably do it. Yeah, yeah, I think that um, 
if he plays, then I, I would I would probably do that. Um, I don't think I would play Lazard though, and Randall Cobb has been pretty inconsistent. He's not playing more than like a third to half a snaps at best. He has that one game, five catches, sixty nine receiving yards, two touchdowns, and besides that, he's done a whole lot of nothing. Like last week, he didn't even get a target. I hope that maybe like as the season goes along and he did, you know, just rejoin the Packers kind of late in the off season. So maybe he's just getting back into a rhythm and maybe by the time mid season hits, he'll, he'll hit his stride. But I think Randall Cobb is still someone that's rosterable, but I'm starting to lose faith. Um, I lost faith in Robert Tunyon a little while ago, unfortunately, it sucks because I actually had scooped him up in a handful of leagues this year, but he's got one game where he had more than 10 receiving yards in the other five games, he's had 10 receiving yards or less. And then that one game that he had 52 receiving yards is the only game he's got a touchdown in. Sorry. I'd say he's, I'm ready to drop him at this point. Um, what do you think, Red? Are you, you turning off the radar? Yeah, he's off the radar right now, right now. I mean, but whenever we talk bad about a player, they happen to go off the week we talk bad about him. So mm-hmm. for all we know, he might get it. That helps nobody touchdown. But no, for the most part, I'm not excited about Tunyon. I'm not trying to buy low on Tunyon in any league. I don't want nothing to do with the guy. I mean, we've seen multiple receivers have injuries for Green Bay, and no one stepped up to that wide receiver too. Uh, usually it's the tight end that will step up. Uh, just haven't seen it. No one's stepping up for Rodgers. So, uh, yeah, I'm out on Tunyon. On the Washington side, though, the guy that's filling in at tight end, Ricky Sills-Jones, that dude's balling right now, man. I mean, I know he's a tight end. I know he's not doing a lot for us. But you know what? He's had nine targets, or he's had 15 targets over the past two weeks, nine catches. He's had over 100 yards between the both, both games combined. So I don't think it's 100 yards in the same game. But he's also got a touchdown. So he's he's definitely filling in on that Logan Thomas role as Logan Thomas is out. So um i i'm riding this ricky sills jones train until logan thomas comes back um on the running back side though for washington antonio gibson's still kind of dealing well i guess still because he's still dealing with the what is a hairline fracture in his shin uh you called it more of a pain tolerance kind of thing right um for for gibson yes um, I don't recall making a comment about it. I think that, um, or you, I think you had said it was, it, it sounds, it, it's not as serious as what it sounds. Yeah. I mean, he keeps playing, he keeps going out there and playing no matter, you know, that he's been listed as injured and whatnot. It does seem like maybe he did something a little more serious this past game. Yes. Um, he did not, he did not practice today. So, you know, that's not good. He's not trending in the right direction. Um, he had an MRI done on his leg too, which anytime a player undergoes an MRI, it's, uh, that's concerning. It doesn't mean that it's obviously like worst case scenario, but it is, you know, it doesn't look good for him this week. So I would be prepared to play uh, JD McKissick if Gibson is out. McKissick probably won't get a ton of carries but we know that he will still eat into the receiving role for sure he's still already had a you know nice receiving role for the team maybe he had his best game of the year just the other day 10 targets caught eight of them for 65 and perhaps that has something to do with gibson being out so i'd fire up mckissick as like a like a ppr rb2 honestly in standard oh, leagues definitely. it might be like a flex but if you play in a point for cats leagues yeah i would i'd be putting uh I'd be putting McKissick out there as a starter, especially with all the bye weeks and stuff. If Gibson does play, McKissick's probably still worth a flex play no matter what because I don't expect Gibson to go in and, and hog targets. Um, you feeling okay about McLaurin this week? He's uh, he's kind of cooling off a little bit, you know, four catches for 28 yards week four, four for but he's still, you know, getting a huge target load. So I think that we can keep firing him up as a wide receiver one, right? Oh, yeah. No, you're going to fire him up. Uh, defense is not good as what I thought it was going to be. They are playing Green Bay. They will be playing from behind, which equals what? A lot of garbage time targets. So, um, yeah, I expect a lot from the pass catchers in Washington this week for our fantasy squads. 
Yeah, we'll see what happens with Curtis Samuel. He's uh, banged up right now, not practicing. He came off IR with that groin injury, and then he hurt it right away. So I would not bank on him. Uh, nope, I'm good off that. Like, I like the, I like the talent of Samuel. He has the draft capital to, you know, what leads for a receiver to be great. But this dude just can't stay healthy. I mean, he's still rosterable. You're still going to keep him on your rosters. But if you got someone that thinks Samuel's going to come back and do something, I would move him for someone that's actually healthy. Yeah, I think that uh, McLaurin and Seals-Jones are the only ones that I'm super comfortable playing as pass catchers. There's Adam Humphreys. He doesn't really do much. Naomi Brown, I think, is still on an injury himself. So I'm probably just leaning on those top two guys. And then, you know, to wrap up with quarterback Tyler Heineke, I think that uh, Tyler Taylor Heineke, um, he's probably, you know, low QB2 this week, probably not worth trot him out there unless you absolutely have to he's actually been surprisingly okay in fantasy but kind of feel like he's starting to trend in the wrong direction a little bit he's thrown three interceptions the last two weeks washington's on to a watch sorry <laughs> yeah right well that's a good that's a good teaser in our next game the two and three atlanta falcons at the one and five miami dolphins and i guess we'll just start with that of major rumors flying around they've been flying around for months but for some reason they picked up strong today about Tua getting uh not Tua, excuse me about Deshaun Watson getting traded to the Miami Dolphins which means that something's gonna have to happen with Tua you would think that he'd get traded um but I don't know like if if the Dolphins are acquiring Deshaun Watson there is this underlying like message being sent that says that they don't believe in Tua. So it's like, well, if you gave up after a quarterback you just took in the top five or whatever a, a year ago, what does that say about his opportunities throughout the NFL? This might be another Josh Rosen kind of situation where he gets traded for nothing close to what is, you know, what is real, you know, draft last year. And then he might mm-hmm. just wash out. Like, you know, if you look at it, I don't know how many teams would really be interested in trading for Tua at this point. Washington does kind of seem like one of the more options that needs a long-term solution at QB. But if they don't like him, they maybe, you know, going up through the draft and maybe they don't like what they've seen so far, like then who, you know, I think that starts to becoming like, you know, what's best for his development, you know, at that point um, doesn't need to look for a starting job, but while he's the starting quarterback, you know, Tua's just coming off of that uh, 300-yard passing game. I think he's a little limited this week with his rib injury, but I'm sure he's going to play. I would say he's like a probably a strong QB2 against Atlanta's defense this week. Um, he does not run the ball a whole lot like we would have thought, so he doesn't have like some high floor. He's really just got to get it done through the air, and they have enough pass catchers, I think, to pull it off. Um, I would I'd probably play... Well, I mean, I can't remember his – yeah, Parker's, like, still missing a little bit of practice time right now, um, a little bit banged up. He missed last week. If Parker plays, he's the one that I would probably prefer to play over any other receiver. I know that, you know, Jalen Waddle's been okay, but I don't know. He just I just haven't seen enough of it. He had the, the big game against Jacksonville, so maybe he builds off of that. I would say that there, Parker's probably wide receiver three. Waddle's more like a wide receiver four flex type. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Isicki, I've never really been a fan of, and he's starting to prove me wrong. Um, he's only got one touchdown on the year, but he's playing enough, getting enough target share. He basically doesn't even play tight end. I think he's played less than like a dozen plays lined up as a traditional inline tight end. Everything's like out wide or in the slot. So you have to basically look at him as a wide receiver. Um, I would play him, I guess, just because he's been kind of hot. I, maybe it's the inconsistency at the quarterback position that, has made me hesitant with Gasecki, but he's he's starting to pick it up. So I guess I'd, I'd throw him out there, especially with as few good tight ends as there are in the league. And nothing to do with the Miami running backs. Never did. Still feel the same. I, I don't know. What do you think, Red? Yeah, uh, just uh, kind of circle back to the Tua deal real, real quick. Um, I agree. They don't, they don't trust Tua. There was, what, a fourth down situation with the game on the line last week, and they gave it to Malcolm Brown instead of letting Tua handle it with his arm. And that To me, that just says it all right there. So um, the running back situation, though, like you said, don't want nothing to do with it. Uh, I, I'd rather flirt with the Baltimore backfield. 
than hang out with this Miami crowd. So yeah, I probably would too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Jalen Waddle, dude, I think you're wrong. I like Jalen Waddle more than Parker this week. Uh, two games with Tua, he has three touchdowns. Maybe last week was a little fluke, but uh, they're using him on screens on the goal line. He's fast. He can get do what he needs to do to get into the uh, to the end zone. So. Um, he's not going to be blowing you up, but he he just has that little jitter where he can get past you. So um, I like Jalen Waddle more than Parker this week. Uh, Gasecki though, uh, we have to start him. There's there's no other options. There's six teams on by. <laughs> I mean, I think I could be a top twelve tight end this week for fantasy scoring, and I'm going to be sitting on my couch. So um, yeah, uh, Gasecki, he's an auto start moving forward. But let's go ahead and talk about Atlanta though. Um, Matt Ryan's been playing a lot better. Uh, his first couple games, uh, his average depth of target was closer to the line of scrimmage, and now he's starting to cut it loose. Got Calvin Ridley coming back. Uh, I wouldn't say coming back healthy. He he missed uh, the London game with a personal issue, and then they had the bye last week. So I think Calvin Ridley's in for a good second half. Uh, Cordero Pat- Patterson, you got to stay in the flames there. Mike Davis against Miami. I mean, I think Atlanta's offense is going to be cooking this, this weekend, so – I like Mike Davis as a low-end uh, running back, too. I've heard rosters where they have to start Mike Davis. So, um, yeah, I like all these guys. Kyle Pitts is another one, too, at the tight end spot. I, I'm firing up all my Atlanta Falcons this week versus Miami. Yeah, I think that um, this looks like a good matchup for them. Matt Ryan has, you know, he had a first couple, like the first two weeks of the season was a little rough, but he's gotten every game since then. He's done better and better. And so I think he's back on the, uh, you know, could be even like a low in QB one. Uh, he's hanging out with Kirk Cousins. Yeah, he's kind of right on that borderline, so you can you can definitely put him out there in your lineups. I think we're all curious to see what kind of usage Cordero Patterson gets because he's been tearing it up all year on limited snaps. Limited. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, they are coming off the bye week. Maybe they are going to incorporate him a little bit more as their you know, lead runner. I think that Mike Davis, though, he still gets enough volume to be, yeah, you can put him out there as like a mid flex option. Um, obviously you're going to play Ridley as a receiver one. He's not had the best year again. He missed that one game with a personal issue, but he's, he's playing a lot. He's getting the target share. Um, he hasn't had like an awful game. His worst game of the year is five catches for 51 yards probably. So it's still not bad. He just hasn't. That's hasn't great. If you're a tight end. All right, he's just not having uh, he's not having the big big year that we were hoping that he was. And Kyle Pitts, yeah, he uh, he finally had his breakout game the other day. I think that we can expect him to get more involved, especially coming out of the bye week. You know that he's going to be a, a guy they continue to try to get the ball to. So, yep, fire up Ryan Ridley, Patterson, Pitts, even Davis. I think you could play them all. Yep. Yes, sir. Let's go ahead and move on to the. New York Jets and New England Patriots divisional match. Uh, quick with the Jets because they're easy to talk about. Uh, Michael Carter's taking over the backfield. Uh, I like him as a flex this week moving forward. Uh, I know it's not sexy, but, I mean, we're in the middle of bye weeks. I know we preach this. I know there's injuries. Michael Carter's a flex going forward, whether we like it or not. He's, he's going to be getting the touches. He's going to catch a pass out of the backfield. So, um yeah, I like Michael Carter. You could kind of put him in that conversation of uh, Javonta Williams. They're they're seeing similar amount of touches. So, just granted, one team's better than the other team. So, uh, Corey Davis, man, what do we do with Corey Davis now? I mean, you can make a case for calling him a wide receiver three because you know me. I've always preached that I like pass catchers on losing teams because why? All the garbage time targets. That's not even a case with these guys. I mean, it. I think if you're starting Corey Davis, you're just hoping to catch lightning in a bottle. Um, he's going to have his gains, but you're going to be more comfortable looking at Corey Davis on your bench than you are with him in your flex. Especially against the Patriots, who the, they already smashed the Jets earlier this year. I believe it was like week two or something like that. So um, Zach Wilson's going to, you know, he's going through his growing pains, and I suppose he's a little bit better today than he was at the beginning of the year. But I still don't have high hopes for any of these Jets. I, I mean, Michael Carter is like a low flex to me or a mid flex. Corey Davis is probably like in the same range. I guess Jamison Crowder might be in that same range. There's a couple of guys that if you're desperate, you could you could play him here. But 
there's not a whole lot to see. And obviously, you're not playing Zach Wilson. Um, so we can wrap that up on the Jets. The the Patriots. I think that I'm curious to see like. Damian Harris isn't on the injury report anymore, but they're getting Ramondre Stevenson a little bit more involved. I still don't think it's anything like it's not a changing of the guard. I think that basically they're still locked into pretty similar roles that they've had all year. Um, I would say you could probably throw Jacoby Myers out there as like a low end wide receiver threes. Still can't catch a touchdown to save his life. He did catch a two point conversion last week, at least. Um, but none of the other wide receivers for the Patriots I'm not really interested in. The only other guy yep. I'd say is Hunter Henry, who's kind of starting to catch a little catch a little fire lately. He's uh, got three straight games with the touchdown. Only one of those games he had good yardage in. But when you score a touchdown in three straight games in a shallow tight end class, catches my attention. Uh, obviously, he's a big-time player. It's not like this guy comes from out of nowhere to catch three in a row. They signed him for a reason in the offseason. Sounds like he's just getting a little more comfortable with Mac Jones being the starter there. So I would say you can throw him out there as a tight end. Johnny Smith is the one that I actually like more in real life, but he's just not getting it. He's just not getting used the right way. So I'd say steer clear. Yep. Uh, Just real quick on Ramadre Stevenson. Um, I don't think he's going to be a problem to Harris. He's playing a lot of passing downs, and I think he's more of a threat to Bolden. Granted, I know he's a bigger bruiser back. Uh, they compared him to LeGarrette Blunt in this backfield. Um, and he is that bowling ball of a back. But um, he surprised me with some of his pass catching. And Bolden just doesn't catch the ball very well. So um, I've been kind of not necessarily pounding the table for Bateman. But I've kind of hovered around that name. And Stevenson's my next guy on this list. Bateman made it to the show. He's in our on our teams now. He's off the waiver wires in a lot of leagues. Stevenson needs to start entering that category as well. Um, I just made a trade for Romandre Stevenson. Casey, I was kind of disgusted at this trade, but um, I I needed some running back depth really, really bad. Um, In this league, I mean, I have Swift and Antonio Gibson as my running backs, and they both have a week nine bye. I have T. Higgins as like my seventh wide receiver on this team. So I sent T. Higgins away. And I got Ramondre Stevenson and a 2023 second round pick. You said that made you sick to do that? Well, at first, off the top of your head, you're giving up this, you know, T. Higgins. You know, he was the first pick of the second round of, you know, your two, was it the 2021, uh, 2020 uh, NFL rookie draft. He was the first pick for the Bengals in the second round. I mean, so he has the high draft capital. Uh, and I like T Higgins. I, I really do. I mean, I, I think he's not being used. He's be, not being used deep because of this injury that he had. And if you go look at his a dot, they are using. Once they start, you know, getting that a dot out there for him. It, if you guys don't know what a dot is, it's your average depth of target. So, I mean, once that start, they start throwing deeper to him. I think T Higgins is going to shine, but um, I needed that running back depth in this dynasty league. And, you know, Steven's one of those. Stevenson is one of those guys. His snap percentage is going up. You know they're going to use him on the goal line. His pass catching was just a bonus from what I seen last week. And man, if they're going to be throwing the ball to him, I like Stevenson going forward. And Harris has a tendency of getting in that Bill Belichick doghouse. He'll fumble or he'll get hurt or do something dumb. And you know what? I think this is going to be Stevenson's backfield to take over. Um, and even and it's not a hundred percent takeover. It's not going to be an Alvin Kamara. It's not going to be a Derrick Henry. Belichick always uses a committee, but I think Stevenson has a shot to take pass catching duties and goal line duties, and that's enough for me to go pick him up. Yeah, I think that he's uh, someone that could be a what do we call that a league winner type player to, yep. down the you know down the down the road. James White's not coming back this year, as far as I understand. Nope. So. If Stevenson can settle into that passing down role, that would be that'd be huge for him from a fantasy perspective. And he gets just enough carries to or probably will as the season goes along too. Because he's a big dude. They're gonna want to use him in November and December. So um yeah, he could end up being a league winner. So I actually like that trade uh, that you made with Higgins, second round pick, all that. Yep. All right, got one last game. Two more no, games. Two more, two more, two games. more games. Excuse me. Well, These are better first. games to talk about, though. These are better to talk about. Yeah, we have the three and three Carolina Panthers at the one and five New York Giants. And why don't you why don't you fill us in on the Panthers? Because I know you you big DJ Moore guy, and I know you've been on the Darnold train at some point. 
do you uh, you expecting a bounce back from? He's Donald's had a rough couple of weeks. Bum 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 bum. That's mm-hmm. how I feel about Darnold. I told you guys trade him, trade him, trade him, trade him. And granted, last week wasn't his problem, wasn't his fault. There was a lot of drop passes from the receivers. Robbie Anderson mainly being the biggest of them all, dropping multiple passes. DJ Moore though, uh, he had a bad drop pass. Um, other pass catchers, they all had really, really bad drop passes. So Darnold definitely could have had a better game, but still, uh, he just did not look good. Casey, did you watch Darnold play like I told you to or no? Did I, did I watch him play like this last week? Yeah. Cause I told oh, you, you mean like, his feet. Oh, you mean his feet. He just did yeah, his not feet. look good. And sure enough, first snap, he throws a damn interception. And I, I, I wasn't even at my, cause I go watch football at my dad's, you know, that's what me and my dad and my brother do every Sunday. We all sit together. My dad built this bar in his backyard and we all sit together and we just enjoy football. This is what we've done since I was 10. So I'm not even down to my dad's yet. And I look at my phone and Darnold already has an interception. And I'm like, well, hoping Casey texts me with the crying face. Cause I'm pretty sure he did not look good on that play. Uh, Anyways. Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I like Darnold as a streamer. He's a streaming quarterback going forward. Um, and that's all I got to say. I mean, you can make a case for the pass catchers, but who outside of DJ Moore? Christian Caffrey's on IR. Now he's out for at least another three games. And that was my hope for Donald bouncing back this year was being able to dump it off to McCaffrey and letting him hit, turn it into 16 yards. You know, that, that helps boost the confidence of the quarterback. And I think without McCaffrey, I don't think Donald has any kind of confidence right now. It does seem like they want to use Chuba Hubbard in a similar role. Um, he still only plays about two-thirds of the snaps, so not nearly as many as McCaffrey. Um, Royce Freeman was, you know, just picked up earlier in the year, so – Maybe they continue to give him a touch here and there, but he's not really doing anything with it. Um, I think that Darnold's a little bit more than a streamer. I think he's like a like a second QB, but no more, no less. I think that like he's just mid QB too, um, probably for every matchup. And that's just not the highest of upside that you want from your quarterback. You don't, you know, you want to kind of bank on some bigger games and maybe. He'll have a couple here and there, but they're going to be so hard to predict that he'll probably be on your bench for those. I'd say that you could fire him up this week against, you know, one in five Giants has, yeah, probably just a QB two, and that's about it. Um, but you do make a good point about the pass catchers, though. Of Robbie Anderson's getting targeted. He didn't do anything with it. DJ Moore has been the only guy that's been consistent, and so obviously keep firing him up as a receiver one. Um, I know that Brandon Zilstra, their regular number three receiver, at least more recently, is done for the year. So maybe I like it's a little bit of an opportunity, but I won't bank on it until I see it. So I would say Darnold, Hubbard, and Moore are the only guys that I'm, I'm pretty comfortable putting out there. I mean, I, I still don't think Robbie Anderson's droppable. He did catch a touchdown last week, but when you only catch three of 11 targets for 11 yards, it's just... He's very. He's been one of the least efficient receivers in all of football this year in terms of his target share. So that's that's concerning. On the other side, we have uh, the Giants and Daniel Jones is. To, yeah, drag the Giants to some relevance, and he had a couple of okay games last week and the week before. Either of those games, so I would say. He's also coming off of a concussion and everything, too. So I would say this week against Carolina's defense, which has been, you know, better than, you know, better than expected this year. Um, he's probably QB2, probably in the same area that Darnold's at. He does have that rushing upside, so I'll give him that. Barkley's obviously, you know, super banged up. I don't know if he's going to – I would not expect him to play this weekend, um, although they're not ruling it out. Booker is volume-based when – Barkley's out. I just don't really like Booker's real life talent, so I'm probably not playing him as anything more than like a. He's like in that Mike Davis category, maybe even a little lower. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Not really. Yeah, not really a fan of Booker. And then all the receivers here are banged up. I mean, I don't think anyone's played Evan Ingram all year long because he just hasn't been good. So you can kind of ignore him. Uh, I thought Evan Ingram retired. Right, maybe he steps it up with some of these receivers being banged up, but 
Um, Kenny Galladay still missed practice. Uh, Darius Slayton was limited. Uh, obviously, we have Tony who's injured. I would definitely be playing Sterling Shepard. He's had a you know his own injuries or whatever, but he came right back in and fourteen targets, six yards. I would I'd fire up Shepard as a wide receiver three. Uh, maybe he's got yep. room for a little bit more, but that's probably it. I, I, he's probably the only pass catcher that particularly interests me this week. Yep. I agree with that. You crushed it on those guys. Um, I don't really have anything to add to that. I mean, we're talking about the giants here. So um, we go ahead and move on to Kansas city and Tennessee to wrap it up for the night. Yeah, this is a better note to end on three, three Kansas city, four, two, Talking about King Henry. Yeah, um, bench Derek Henry. Um, he's only going to get three touchdowns this game. So, um, yeah, that's not good for our fantasy lineups. So go ahead and keep him on the bench. Uh, go ahead and start uh, McNichols. McNichols is the guy to own in the backfield for Tennessee. He gets he catches all the passes. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, bench you Derek Henry, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, Derrick Henry, he's good at football. I mean, you want to start the team. Um, yeah. Julio Jones, there's rumors of him possibly making an IR stint just to get him right. So I'm not sure if he's going to be able to play this week. He did not practice again today, I believe. Right. Yes, he does miss another practice today. So um, AJ Brown, I mean, dude played on Monday night with food poisoning and put up, you know, seven catches, 91 yards. So. I think he's going to be an okay wide receiver too for redraft leagues going forward. Um, we just need to see the big game from him. But if Henry's getting all the touchdowns and yards, Tennessee's a run first team. It's kind of hard for them to get AJ Brown some volume when they're running the ball so damn good. So um, to me, that just downgrades Ryan Tannehill. He's been pretty disappointing this year. Um, he's always kind of lived on um, efficiency, throwing touchdowns, rushing touchdowns. He's never really had those big, 350 yard games or anything like that. It was always multi touchdown games. So, um, Tannehill's finally reached earth. I mean, he's come back down to earth a little bit, but, um, I still like AJ Brown going forward. If Julio Jones ever comes back, you know, you're going to start him, but both of those guys are wide receiver twos at this point. Uh, tight end position, Anthony Fritzker. I don't even know at this point. I mean, he's not even really doing anything to this point to, for us to even roster him, but, just with bye weeks, I wanted to take a look at him. You know, maybe you want to take a jab and he gets at that and helps nobody touch down. But um, for the most part, Kansas, that's pretty much it for the Tennessee side. You want to throw anything in there? It was a knee injury, right? Or a quad injury. That's right. He missed practice today. So need to monitor this. But if he plays, you're obviously putting him out there no matter what. Travis Kelsey's uh, on the injury report too, but very serious so fire him up um as maybe the top tight end overall um but, you know i was going to talk about some of these other receivers like hardman or robinson pringle they got josh gordon now too but i feel like they kind of fall in the same category of just they're all yeah. going to take turns having a decent game and it's so unpredictable that you're probably better off just not doing it. um if if you were going to gamble on one i'd probably say hardman but I don't have high hopes for him. He'd be like a wide receiver four flex type. Uh, the player that I'm very intrigued by, and I'm, I'm glad I threw him in a lot of starting. They kind of hold him all year was Daryl Williams. Who's filling in for uh, Clyde Edwards. Hilaire. He scored two touchdowns. Yeah. Didn't do, didn't have like a crazy yardage game or anything, um, but 21 yards, two rushing touchdowns. And he caught three passes for 27 yards. That's good. I'll take that. An RB2. Honestly, with that kind of volume, he could even have an RB1 type day. Yep. He, he kind of scares me with, uh, you know, when Clyde comes back, you know, does he work himself into a role where he affects all the Clyde owners? You know, he affects, you know, Clyde's fantasy day. So um, the fact that he was efficient around the goal line, that's something Clyde has kind of had a problem with. If you look uh, dating back to last year, he's been somewhat successful this year, but there were more of receiving touchdowns opposed to rushing touchdowns. So um, Clyde's definitely the better talented running back, but Daryl Williams is getting it, getting it done on the ground. And, you know, with all these injuries, things like that, this is the second time Clyde's gone on the shelf for the steel or for the Steelers, 
for Kansas City. So I don't know. Maybe they just have this committee going forward. And you see more and more NFL teams working toward these committees. And it's hard to find that Bill Cal back. And with uh, Clyde's size, he's not a Bill Cal back. He can't, I don't think he can sustain that workload. So uh, I think Daryl Williams, I hate to say it, especially as a Clyde owner, moving forward, I think he's got the same amount of upside as Clyde does. Yeah, that's that's kind of big. Um, I think that he's got an audition right now to be their lead back. I mean, if he if he continues to play well the next couple of weeks, comes back, he might be yeah, he might be the lesser part of the committee. You know, he might just be a passing down back and a James White kind of role, and leave Daryl Williams to do the Damien Harris kind of stuff. Um, yep, we'll I- see. And who knows? Honestly, I think it might be like a Devin Singletary, Zach Moss kind of deal. Who's it going to be? It doesn't really matter. They're on a pass, pass happy team. That's, right. that's Mahomes' team, just like the Bills. That's Josh Allen's team. Right. I think that's the situation we might see, and it's it's frustrating. It's frustrating as a Clyde owner. Um, it sucks to say it, but at the same time, I'm just being a realist. And this is worst, worst, worst outcome possible. Worst scenario. Worst, 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 worst scenario. So, I mean, could be better. Clyde could get a spot back, but this is just me outside looking in. You got a team that's on, you know, going to make a playoff push. They want their running backs healthy. What's the best way to do that? Keep them fresh. Um, yeah, we'll be back on Friday. Um, any thoughts, Red? Sorry, Red. Do you catch any of that? No, you broke out pretty bad, but um, we're talking about Kansas City. I'm pretty sure your closing thoughts on Kansas City were Travis Kelsey's good at football, you know, everyone else. So, um, but yeah, no, as far as closing thoughts, though, no, um, we appreciate you guys listening to us. Kind of had a little bit of some internet problems toward the end of this podcast. So just try to bear with us. Um, Other than that, we solid. Drink your milk, guys. Yep. Drink your milk and we'll see you guys next time. Yeah, you will. Well, I don't know if they'll see us, but they'll hear us. Oh, you'll hear us for sure. That's right. All right, let's go Broncos. <laughs> Woo! This is going to be a horrible game on Thursday night. <laughs> Rooting for Case Keenum. Oh, oh. All right, in this podcast. <laughs> uh, all right, see you guys. Laters.